must have uh, must have been my phone playing in the background on the ringtone. Uh, welcome to episode two hundred twenty-three. That's two two three. It is the ENS. Whoa! Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Jude. I'm delighted to be joined in a socially distanced environment by Mr. Wolverhampton Wonders reporter himself, Mr. Liam Keane. Liam, how's it going, baby? Well, I'm feeling even better after your little intro. Ah, uh, I, I, I don't know. Love Honestly, that. I didn't. I didn't mean to do that, and and. You know, I had to I had to think quite quickly there on 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 the old Saturday uh, when the game was played because I did realise halfway through when tweeting some uh, some stuff out that uh, we actually do cover Aston Villa as well as a, as a, as, a, as a newspaper. <laughs> so um, yeah, obviously I was impartial. I'm always impartial, Liam. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how that how that uh, that tune escaped on there. So apologies to Aston Villa fans who are listening to this. But. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean. I must admit, you know, when like, you have that, that kind of like endorphin feeling from a win uh, going over, spilling over into the new week, like Monday, and then you're kind of like looking at the table and you're looking at the next game. It's still there for me. It, it kind of is like, it was such a dramatic turnaround and such a crazy game, which we'll come on to in a little bit. But uh, I think, and I might, I, might, I might not be speaking for everyone here, that it's still kind of buzzing in that, in that whole that whole dramatic last 10 minutes. Oh, I've been taking the energy into the week, powering oh. through powering through Brazilian jiu-jitsu with all the... Have you gone up from a, from a no belt to a white belt of you in, in, in that week? Have you got that extra little bit of power in your, uh, in, in your karate kit? Well, and, and, well, it's not karate, first of all. Well, whatever. It's um, and a no belt does not exist. A no belt, okay. So you, white, you start at white. And white, I, and okay. I am white. Right. Um... It's, I'll tell you what, it'll take a You're long going to... time to oh, get to Blue mate. Belt. It takes, I... it takes on average about two to three years to get just to get to Blue Belt, which is the next belt up. I can imagine you being the worst there as well. I'll I can tell you what, you're struggling. I can tell you what, you are thinking 100% the wrong way about uh. me. It's, it's strange that you would even say that because, first of all, you know I'm a bit of an athlete anyway. So it's a, it's a bit strange if you'd even say that. You know, you know I've got you know muscles. I've got. I could be down in Muscle Beach in California. You know, you know, you know I've got it. You know, I've got oh, the mate, talent. Mate, mate. I mean, I, I was there. Um, I, I was there at Muscle Beach um, on California about a week and a half ago. And I'll, I'll be honest, you, you, you would have you would have looked out of place. Well, I mean, compared to you, I'd have, looked, I'd have, fit, I'd have fit straight in. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think we should be having this conversation, frankly. Oh, mate. How, um, was your, uh, how, was your, how was your break anyway before we move on to Villa? Was it, was it a good little international break? Yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, you know. We haven't spoken since Huang time, baby. So, so it's, it's, been, yeah. it's been a while. It's a typical international break where, you know, I've got nothing going on. There's nothing going on with Wolves, so I book a week off holiday and sit around, basically. I mean, that's literally what I've been doing the last four years. Is You you look at the international break. I mean, I've got got the FIFA international calendar bookmarked as as much as anything on my... uh, on, on my on my laptop because because that's how you have to design your breaks away from it and it's, it just so happens that there were there were two within inside a month so there you go boom boom and, oh, uh, and guess what nice oh no we've got another one coming up in November I know, Ooh, I know. I, I needed to use some time up oh no oh. I'm off the, the, that week as well there you go there you, you love that's to a smart see way it. to do it mate that's a smart way to do it I love I'd it. rather I love do that it. than miss anything with wolves you know what I mean so yeah exactly exactly I tell you what before we begin and say where we've been and stuff like that what we've been doing uh, pr- 
Former Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter, Mr. Joe Edwards. Actually, I don't know if I can say this. I don't know if he's made it public or not. Oh, I'm saying it. It's only the podcast. <laughs> no one's listening. Uh, had a baby. Well, he didn't have a baby himself. That would have been absolute <laughs> news. Big news. But uh, his missus had a, had a baby, Jensen, I believe it's called. Jensen Edwards. So um, I think if you all want to like, maybe uh, send a little tweet his way, you might have uh, unfollowed him because uh, there's, there's certain Warsaw stuff going on. If you have or if you still follow him, then, then I wish him all the best because uh, he's, a, he's a papa, which is, which is something that we're not or not that we know of yet. Probably, <laughs> but somewhere, but not. Um, fair play, fair play. Very nice. Yes, very nice. He's uh, not ready for Pampers yet, mate. To be fair, uh, you're not, and I'm not. <laughs> so I don't know how you would even start, mate. I don't. I mean, they say the smell's horrific to start oh, with. You know, God. the first few. I don't know how I would handle it. I mean, I've already discussed that if 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 and when we do uh, delve into the whole baby situation, um, that that I, I need some sort of nanny coming across. You know, probably from Brazil or Sweden, <laughs> uh, preferably or Colombia, um, to come in and just be that person to to be a night nanny and then maybe just to look after them during the day, so I can carry on gallivanting around. What do you reckon? Yeah, somewhere aged between sort of twenty one, twenty five, somewhere around. I, there, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not requesting that, but you know, <laughs> if if that happens, then so be it. I'll, I, you know, I'll interview and I'll do it in, in, in a fair way. Well, I mean, you, you know, you've got to do what you need to do, you know what I mean? I've got, I'll uh, tell you what, I'm, I'm going close to the line here because Alana probably listens to the first 15 minutes of the podcast before it turns off, before we start about talking about football. Uh, and, and also, I, I don't want to go down that line anyway. It's not a good situation. It's not a good environment to be in in this day and age. So I'm going to move, I'm going to move on, move on, move on. But um, what was your highlight over the international break? I mean, I, to be honest with you, I sat around and did bugger all. Really? Uh, <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was doing a bit of few chores around the house. I was going to jiu-jitsu every day. I was basically, all, that was basically my life for the week. I didn't really do much. Going to the gym in between. Football-wise, I, I mean, it, it just so happened it was, um, it was typical that I was busy on the on the days when England played. But I wasn't really that bothered about the, the England games. I don't either. care about England, mate. Honestly, I, I, I enjoy don't. it for the most part. But I, I watch really the world. This week. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, I love the World Cups and and you know the Euros, but I'm not bothered about about qualifying they're going to qualify I'm not bothered about a draw against Hungary I'm not bothered about you know the Nations League even I really don't I really don't care um, mainly because you're kind of concentrating on club football and maybe it's because you know we're, we're in and around it 24-7 so when it is international break we naturally switch off so I, I, I maybe I maybe get that but I miss I miss the whole the whole club football I re- you know it's club over country for me it really is yeah I, I think I'm probably just about the same. I mean, you know, when you're in the Euros, in the World Cups, it's sort of, you know, everything's about England and I love it, but I'll probably have more more club than anything. But the big thing for me, really, for the international break was uh, had a couple uni mates over and had a, a couple a couple of heavy nights, we'll put it oh, that way. Oh, a couple of sleepovers, mate. Yeah, you know, um, you know, stumbling out of a club at God knows what time, maybe, you know, there might, there might have been a few... Uh, a few wretches outside the club. Oh throwing. no! Oh, no are, are, are you twenty-five or fifteen, man? <laughs> I might have. Uh, I might have revisited my dinner that that, oh, <laughs> that, that evening. Mate. Oh no! <laughs> All over it? the shoes, some splashes onto the bottom of the trousers. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. My shoes. I still haven't cleaned them. They're filthy. Oh no, mate! Don't oh. tell me that. That's horrific. I was going to invite you to the old tower, mate, one time for an away trip in London for uh, the old uh, the old second home. But I don't think I can, mate. I can't. I can't deal with. I can't deal with adolescence in my environment. That's not good. That's whoa, not whoa, good. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's no tactical chundering here, mate. There's no. I don't want any splish splash sploshing. 
don't don't uh, <laughs> don't rescind the offer on me now. I've been I'll be looking forward to this. <laughs> oh mate, that's 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 pretty gross. To be fair, it's pretty grim. Um, tell you what, I mean, obviously I was in America for for a little bit of it, but that fury wilder fight. Oh Ooh, my, what God. a fight! Oh, and mate, I got tickets for a hundred quid on the day of the fight. That's How so good's good. that? And we, we know. That. We were like, it's in an arena, which was maybe like 10, 10 minutes close to our hotel in Vegas. And uh, it's a 10 minute walk to the to the stadium, straight in. Um, and uh, look, we're on like 300 level. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're not spending like thousands of dollars on tickets that some of them were. But we were like right across opposite the ring, right next to it, kind of like very great seats. And, uh, and yet just an, a slobber knocker of a fight. Um, for me, one of the all-time greats. Maybe not technically, and, and you know, for um, for the purists, but just for damn right, just you know, ferocious punishment. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Loved it. Such a good fight, and it was um, it was Wilder on his best night, and Fury not on his best night, and he mm. still came through, and it was it was an unbelievable fight. I mean, my experience of the fight was slightly different to yours. Mm. Um, you, well, you weren't you weren't glitzed up glamour going to going to dinner afterwards. And, yeah, um, you know you were living it up, living it up in Vegas. You know, um, you know with the misses, you know you mm. can't mm. complain. Yeah, um, I had just uh, stumbled out of uh, Moo nightclub in Leamington Spa. Moo nightclub. I'm googling um, Moo nightclub now as we speak. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's not the, a great name for a nightclub. No, they're the, a boardroom and talking about the um, talking about what to name it, and then they've got let's move. Oh yeah, I tell you what, the outside it, it doesn't look great. Like the, the sign is chipping away and everything. It's like, Leamington Spa, I assume, is quite a, kind of a nice nightclub. Uh, Leming, in, in Leamington, no, Leamington's, Leamington's a nice, nice place. There's a few nice bars, mm-hmm. nice pubs, mm-hmm. but the nightclub scene is interesting. Move um, nightclub. Here we go. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not great, mate. In, it's inside, it's not as well. Oh, yeah. Too right, mate. Inside. Oh, actually, I mean, this first was, picture that comes up isn't great, mate. It was the Tesco honest. car park where I was uh, revisiting my dinner. Actually, funny. Oh um, no! I no. uh, stumbled out of there. Uh, my mates were all queuing for for food at some takeaway. Oh. One of them got me a little bottle of waters. You know, looking after me. Um, I made then I had to walk around the corner and uh, as I say you know re- <laughs> revisit the dinner um, oh. I think I, had a, I went to a nice Oktoberfest event at Warwick Castle I had a, a hot dog and everything so that all that all you know came back up curry burst mm. the whole lot um, but you know heading back home got a couple of uni mates to make from home all going back to my house getting back there stick the fight on we, 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 we get home the ring walks are happening right get the laptop up I'm finding a dodgy stream stick it into the into the um, into the TV get it up all of a sudden breaking ne- the law Liam <laughs> no 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 you're saying you're breaking not. the law here um, all of a sudden I wake up it's half seven in the morning oh. the laptop is on my is on my lap oh no I totally missed the fight everyone, oh no everyone else passed out as well I totally missed it and the laptop was just there Hanging off me on the on my lap, I woke up really confused, googling it. Fury won, missed the whole thing. Leave. I rewatched the whole fight since, but well, uh, I'd, I'd hope so. I'm just I'm just checking. Um, 
reviews of Moon Nightclub. Let's have a look. Uh, Jake <laughs> Stevens Mintz says, uh, not very clean and, and gets awfully, I feel like this is questions, not very clean and gets awfully crowded on a busy night. The decor is excellent and the music is also great. No yes. cubicle in the men's toilets, however. Is that True. changed? I'll tell oh. you what, I'll tell you what, Judah, when I went in those toilets last weekend, oh, no. if you'd have got in there, you oh, there's would, no, I'm, I'm VIPing or nothing. I'll tell, right? you, I'll tell you what, there would have been a complaint to the owner if you, if you were in there. <laughs> It would Mate, not have gone down well. Can I give you a tactical situation of toilets? Well, not maybe not nightclub toilets, but toilets. And again, I'm probably going to get lambasted for this, but I'm not. I, as you can understand, and probably quite a belief, um, I don't fancy going to men's toilets a lot because they're just dirty. So I must admit, on occasion, especially in airports and stuff, I, I might be seen to use the disabled toilet. <laughs> Which isn't great for me. That is shocking. Uh, it's poor form. It's poor form, especially especially when um, there's a couple of times when I've exited and uh, there's a person there's a, there's a personal persons there who who are very much needed to use it more than me. Put it that way. <laughs> you put um, a limp on as you. <laughs> I just, just just I just put my head down and put my hoodie on and just keep look, keep walking. Just to just, just shaking the head. Just Benny to describe sh- these uh, these mood toilets. I'll just use one word just to wrap that up for you, and uh, I'll let you use your imagination. Um, flooding. Flooding. Oh, let, let me just let me just leave it at that. Oh I'll, no! I'll let you, Slip, slap, slop. I'll let you figure it out from there. Benny Shute generally had a good night here, but on two occasions now, two separate nights after using my card, it's been cloned. Oh, Lee, you better check. You better check if that that eight quid fifty on your debit card's gone. My my serious wage getting absolutely rinsed. Ben Roberts, standard small dick doorman. Large group of 30-somethings <laughs> would have had a good night and spent loads of money in this place, but it's been put off by the unnecessarily confrontational and fighty doorman. Well, I mean, I mean, if they're fighting, mate, yeah, I mean, you'd they, be they taking right them down, wouldn't you? Because uh, of, uh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, had they, you know, doesn't matter how big they are, that bigger you are, the harder you fall when, oh, I, mate, when it comes you, to jiu-jitsu. You don't mess about with Kino. You don't mess about Kino. Right, I, I tell you what, you don't mess about Wolverhampton Wanderers either. Uh, you know, don't don't give it the big and John McGinn two 0 up, mate, because you <laughs> because that that has been uh, that gif has been, oh, that meme now is going to live with him for a long time to come. Um, what a crazy game of football. Crazy, Liam. What did you, what did you make of it? What, what do you make of it now? Has your perception changed on the game? Are you, are you still, you know, analysis-wise, I know we do one post-match, but, you know, looking back on the game now and the kind of story of the game, uh, what, what, you know, obviously it was great, but, but it wasn't a particularly, well, it was a pretty poor Wolves for 18 minutes, wasn't it? Blimey. I mean, by the 79th minute, you know, a minute, a minute 30 before the first goal went in, I thought, this is a shambles. Yeah. I was thinking, I was already writing my intro. I was thinking. Oh, I was, was going to say, but you had to write three different intros, didn't I you? I did actually, yeah. I wrote I wrote the first one as in Wolves and Lost. And that's just because you made mistakes on all three of them, spelling wise, but it's okay. Well, I mean, we all know that doesn't come from mm-hmm. me. Um, and then I was thinking, player raisins. I was like, oh, God, this is not going to go well. Um, because you, you're totally right. For 80 minutes at least, um, you know, if you're going to be kind, maybe you say 65 to 70. Because I think that last sort of 10, 15 before they got the goal, they start to get more of the ball. But they weren't really doing a fat lot with it, to be honest. Um, but overall, for 80 minutes or so, they were pretty shoddy, um, and it looked nothing more than an easy Villa win at that point, with 10 minutes of normal time to go. Um, and injury time to add on top. It just it looked plain sailing, really. For yeah. Um, you know, part of it was uh, a little bit of luck, obviously, with the goals. Part of it was um, Villa collapsing, but mm. also sitting back mm. so deep as well. They started to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and I mentioned, you know, the luck with a few of the, you know, ricochets and bounces in the box, etc. Um, but also, uh, you know, some 
some quality as well. You know, the, the Neves ball into into Daniel Pedence for the for the first goal was a wonderful, wonderful eye of the needle pass. Um, I think Troyore, his little cross uh, that set up the second goal as well was brilliant. Um, obviously, he won the free kick as well, so there was quality in there as well. Um, and it, it, it was it, the key really was momentum. It was all about momentum. As soon as they started to get more of the ball from 65, 70 onwards, they started to you know push Villa back a bit more. Mm. Um, you know that that created the opportunities for the first goal, and from there. Um, Wolves obviously dominated the game but you still don't think I think I tweeted about 83 minutes so two minutes before the second goal and just after the first goal that you know can they can Wolves actually do it thinking it's never going to happen yeah yeah. all of a sudden Cody's run off celebrated and I'm thinking wow what what a great comeback and a point and then 95th minute Troy gets brought down very naively by Ramsey Um, and then Neves is standing over and you're thinking he hasn't scored a long range or goal from outside the box in two years um, you're thinking there's no chance it's going to happen I'm sat here you know I think I mentioned to you before sat here with the uh, Villa uh, colleague Matt Mayer obviously Spears you know all the other journalists around and, and I'm saying if this goes in I'm on the pitch thinking it's thinking it's never going in thinking it's well, never going in well it wasn't it was going towards the corner right, exactly you're right. You're I mean, right I've seen the re- I didn't realise how far it was going wide until I saw much of the day but I mean it that was, was going I reckon by the time that I'd reached the, the byline, that was a good four to four yards wide. I reckon. Yeah, it didn't look it didn't look on target, did it? Unless <laughs> it unless it had some unbelievable curl to it that we you know we were we. Did he still be credited with it, by the way? Because there's there's no way in a million years when the dubious goals panel come to it. I mean that that's a that's a target and goal one hundred percent when they come and look at that. It's got to be. It's got 100%. to be. I, I don't actually know to be honest. I don't know whether they've changed yeah. it or not yet. But it's got to be, hasn't it? It's yeah. it's such a huge deflection. Um, and then, you know, I've never been so overjoyed to have to rewrite an intro uh, for the millionth time in one game. Uh, because, you know, for people that might not realise, when goals go in late for football reporters, it's a massive scramble to, you know, change everything with the, ma- with the match report and then change, you know, the, the tone, the right, you know, everything, mm-hmm. the tweeting, you know, the whole lot. You've got to do everything in a very short space of time. But I've never been happier to, to have worked so hard, <laughs> to be honest, because it was a great, it was a great comeback. Um, it, well, I, I, game set match, I said 2-0, absolute total shambles. <laughs> so that, you, that went you, down you, well. you were right, though. You were right. It was, yeah, was I mean, terrible. Everybody else would have thought there was no way back in that game at that point. And that's why it was such a stunning turnaround, because I think everybody would have agreed at that time. It, it's, been, it's been a shocking display. There's been multiple things that have gone wrong. Um, and uh, and no one saw no one saw that coming. I can't remember a game where it's just come out in the blue like that before. At least in at least in you know short term memory, where it should, they've just been so out of a game and, and for a turnaround in such a short space of time as well against your local rivals. It's just it makes it all the sweeter. Oh yeah, big time. Remember I said um, the podcast we did after the Newcastle game. I said, is it really a derby? I'm not, to be honest, I'm still not convinced. That it's, you know, it's a West Midlands derby by definition. Um, it's certainly well, the two, the two, two standout teams in the West Midlands. Yeah, from, exactly. a, from, a, from a quality yeah. point of view, I mean, it, it's certainly you know, a rivalry, isn't it? But after yeah, that, I, mean, game, I can't see. Honestly, like they got beat last night at Swansea, and they were terrible. I'm not, I'm not sure whether whether Albion are coming up. It's oh, them sh- lot down the road. Oh, it's yeah. a shocking division, the Championship, and that's why. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. It, no, it, it genuinely is. The quality in the standard this season is dreadful. So I'm sure they'll get in the playoffs. I'm not sure they go up automatic. So you know it could be it could be Villa and Wolves for a while. Yeah, I think a good point some colleagues made to me as well was that they feel like 
the derby between Villa and Wolves was bigger a couple of years ago when Villa were, you know, flirting with relegation and trying to catch up to where Wolves were. Mm. Um, mm. So it doesn't feel quite as big now, yeah. I don't think, anyway. Um, but after, you know, a result like that, you know... You and see leapfrogging the, them as well. Leapfrogging them. You see the, the scenes in the, the away end, you know, people flying, speaking to... Our colleague Nick Elwell, his son, I think, was there, um, and he, he was telling me the other day that it was absolute carnage in that way. And I mean, I could see because from where the press box is in Villa Park, it's uh, the goal was right in front of me, and then just behind that is where the um, I'm in the Trinity Road stands is where is where the uh, the away end is. So you can see the whole thing in front of you from the press mm. box at the angle, mm. and it looked absolute carnage of people flying over each other or people, some people on the pitch it was um, so when, you, when all that happens it does feel like a real derby then because uh, of the circumstances because um, the game to be honest was quite flat I thought in mm. massive massive spells um, particularly in that first half there was huge spells where the game was very flat so it did feel like a real derby by the end of it and uh, what a result what a result um Oh, scenes were great, and and just the just everyone, especially when you two nil up. I mean, the 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 kind of screenshots you can grab with from the Villa fans like mind the gap and stuff. I mean, just just great. <laughs> it's just everything just played into to, just to make Saturday night such a, such a great night. We've got to talk about you know I mentioned the first eighty minutes and that it has been poor, and you know a surprise to to a lot of people. I think I think us as well. We understood that Raúl had had a lot of time, you know, playing for Mexico. So you could you could kind of understand him being on the bench, even though I think everybody expected him to start that game. Maybe maybe come and, and play maybe fifty or sixty, and then get taken off. You know, if he if he was to really, you know, he must have been fatigued. But we did see some bizarre scenes on that bench, Liam, um, mm. with him not changing it, and then you know being reluctant, and then like I say, I think a lot of it. You know, you kind of forget a lot of it because of the end of the result. But you know, even bringing like 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 silver and Pedents on beforehand, and 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 just the looks to the bench, and you know, I don't think Raúl could believe it. And then he came on in like the 89th minute or something. It was just mm. very strange for me. And and like I say, you know, it all worked out fine. And Bruno kind of admitted that. You know, after the game, he said, "Look, it worked out fine." You know, Bruno seemed. I think it got lost in translation a bit. And I think sometimes, you know, he wasn't trying to. When I watched it on Match of the Day, he kind of made up like, "Oh well, I've I've made the right decision." Kind of like lauding. It wasn't he wasn't meaning that. He was just saying like, "It looks like I've made the right decision now because you know we won mm. the game." But in another circumstance, you know, I, I might not have. But it was, I don't know. His usage was very, very, very peculiar to me. What did you make of it? Yeah, just on that point as well, his match of the day, but also uh, to us as well, he said that he made the same point. I think some people might have got that sort of mixed up in the way he was saying it. Like an arrogant way, the way yeah, his words that's, that's were coming not, out, that's but not, not the way he meant was, it. No, it wasn't. What, no. what he meant was, it looks good on me now because we've won. Um, but exactly. you know, for, for the majority of the game, it didn't look like it was, it, it was going well. So that's Correct. what he meant. But um, I totally, if I'm honest with you, I think Bruno got away with it. I really do. Yeah. I, I think, I'll, I'll give him some praise in a second, but first um, with... The, I, I could understand what he was going for with matching the Villa uh, three-five-two formation, particularly when you've got a player like Buendia in there, who I thought mm-hmm. had a very good uh, game overall, but particularly first half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all three of their midfielders actually to, for Villa played very well. To be fair, um, I can see what he was trying to do. You know, uh, matching them in there. Then Donker's the kind of player um, who can win a ball, but also break forward with it as well and break into that final third. Um, the problem is Dendonka, particularly in that first half, he was almost playing like an inside forward. I'll leave you to uh, talk, mate. I've got, I've got the dog situation again. <laughs> you sort him out. You sort him out. Yeah, it's okay. Um, he, he was he was almost playing like an inside forward, where he was um, he was so far forward and, and almost the 
the furthest man forward at, uh, at one point. I think the average positions for the first half, he was the furthest man forward. Um, it didn't seem to quite work for me, uh, the way they were setting up. I, didn't, I don't think Dendonk really understood his role properly, um, and I think that hindered the, the, the team, certainly. Um, and then you, you mentioned the, the bench situation. Um, I, think the, I think it was really strange with the subs. And I will give a slight bit of praise initially that I think okay. bringing uh, Daniel Pedence and Fabio Silva on actually was the right move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they both did really well. I thought yeah. I thought Silva acted as a, a real good foil, uh, making runs and, and occupying defenders. Good um, to see Silva, I think, back in that fold and, and yeah. give him confidence as well to come on because it'd probably be surprising to him as much as anyone. And, you know, we've, we've talked about Silva and, and the lack of game time. And I know this was only a short amount of time on the pitch, but like you say, it was important minutes and pivotal minutes, which will give him confidence as well. Yeah, certainly. I think he. I think he did well when he came on, and, and then you, with Before Podence we as well. Under twenty threes, but we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, the um, with Podence as well. I thought he. Uh, obviously, you know, he set up the first goal. Uh, he, I think when he's on the ball, and, and that's the perfect time in the game as well to bring him on because um, Wolves had more of the ball, and he is better when Wolves have possession. He's not a counter attack kind of player really. Um, when he's got the ball at his feet and he's got he's got quick feet, he's tricky. That's when he makes things happen. I thought it was the right time. Um, potentially could have brought them both on a slightly earlier. Uh, another mistake I thought was starting with Huang and, and Troy. It didn't mm. really work because Troy was pushing out wide because that's naturally where he wants to go. Huang wasn't really playing as a as an out and out striker, and when he was, he was isolated. There wasn't yeah. really any figure figurehead there um, to for, for you know a midfielder or defender to hit. Um, and then you mentioned the him in a situation. I think. I can understand him not starting because of the, you know, coming back late for Mexico. and I think he got back in late on the Thursday and mm. was tired and, and, and all that. So you can understand him not starting. Um, but for me, I thought the changes should have come a lot quicker. And you, mm. you said there as well about him standing. It was, it was right in front of the press box. We could see him. He was stood there. He was warming up for a little bit. I think he, about 60th minute he went out and started doing a little bit. Got to about maybe 70th. And he sort of stood in one position just looking at the the dugout and just didn't move he was just stretching one I think he was doing his groin just stood there doing the one stretch the whole time just looking at the bench and Bruno mentioned it after the game he said you know he was getting signals from from Raul to say put me on Um, you know he was desperate to get on the field Mm. Uh, and I thought he did okay you know in the few minutes he was on as well because he you know he made a few decent runs held the ball a couple of times Um, but I just I think credit Bruno for I think the silver and uh, Daniel Pedence Substitutions were the right ones. Potentially, yeah. could have, potentially could have been slightly earlier. Mm-hmm. I think Raul should have been earlier. I think potentially one of those three could have been at half time. Certainly, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then also you have to look at the starting eleven. And I just don't, I just don't think he got it right. Um, I, I was, I was talking there. I carried on talking while you were off sorting the dogs about uh, about Den Duncan. I just don't think it, I don't think it worked. In, in he was almost playing like an inside forward, um, trying to match Villa, and it, it, it just didn't. It was very disjointed, was the way I'd describe it. So um, I think he got away with it slightly, um, but I thought that he, I think the way Bruno reacted, I think it's fair to say the way he reacted eventually, although he could have done it a bit uh, earlier, I think. I think the way he reacted eventually, he deserves credit for because I think the subs he made were the right ones. Yeah, and look, look, um, you know, I I get get the why, like you say, I get why he matched them three on three in in midfield. And Dendonka, you know, he's more of, a central midfielder where you can tackle it and maybe get into a bit of a box-to-box rather than someone who's playing in you know, a more advanced of, of that three. But 
you know, end of the day, his hands are tied, Bruno, because he hasn't been. That that's the player that, that we all expected to get in 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 the in the summer window. So I don't really put that blame on Bruno. I put that blame on you know, you know, Foson and Jeff and the ownership not you know not not getting that deal over the line. So you can only go with what you've got and. Like you say, you understand the way that he matched him up, but unfortunately, when you haven't got the players to to fill those positions or the quality, then then you know you're left with a difficult decision. Yeah, certainly. You know, he is playing. He's having to deal with what he's got, isn't he? Um, and obviously, they're good players. I just don't think it's the balance is cro- is, is quite there, particularly mm-hmm. in midfield as well. Yeah. A player, I don't. You know, we you know, we've taken the the mick a little bit out of him with his celebration and all that. But the, a player like John McGinn is the style of player the Wolves would really benefit from getting he's a proper all-action midfielder breaks forward obviously a little bit of luck with his goal getting the deflection but um, that's the, that is a style of player that I think Wolves really do need in this in this team someone who's going to carry the ball forward in midfield um, and they just don't have it uh, Dendonk is the closest they've got to that um, and he is he's, he's, you know, he's not too bad at it but he's he, he is more of a box-to-box um, it's a tough one because I just don't I just really don't think Playing that those three together is going to work, mm. um, and I think that proved because you can see the difference in, in the three they had: Villa, Buendia, McGinn, and uh, Douglas Louise. They are all so different, and I think they complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's almost like uh, you know defence, midfield, attack within three midfielders. You know they've all they've they've sort of one end of the spectrum to the other within the three of them. Louise sits, McGinn does a bit of both. Buendia broke forward Um, I think if Wolves are going to play a three which they won't do I think it was was a one-off tactical decision really Mm -hmm. I don't don't think they will but if they are the the players are too similar which is funny that I mentioned that because Bruno actually said that in the summer when he spoke to when he spoke to the press, he, he said he wants a midfielder because the three midfielders are too similar. Yeah. Um, and he's now he's now and he's now having to you know deal with with those three for at Jan, until January at least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I saw uh, saw McGinn lives on the same street as me, so I saw him in Costa the other day, and uh, he was just getting his uh, getting his skinny latte, and I must have I was behind him. I just felt like going just to myself inside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do I didn't do the old the old the old eyes, but um, I was tempted. I'll be honest, I was a little bit tempted. Um, right, Liam, some 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 important news, and, and I guess some, some kind of major news, but I'm pretty major news that happened obviously this week uh, with the whole um, um, America. Well, bit of bit of a stake being sold in 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 Fosun Sports. Uh, there's a lot to digest with this, Liam. Can you let us know exactly what's gone on this week, how it uh, changes um, the, the, the Wolves situation and uh, how it can benefit um, in the future? Uh, how is it going to benefit in the future and, and in the present? So, yes, there's, um, you know, it is pretty big news, uh, to be fair. Um, there is a little bit of uh, expectations probably to, to temper as well in the sense that you know, fans and, and and Wolves particularly won't see a massive impact straight away, um, particularly on things like transfers. Um, I think these dogs just like to interrupt me. I think it's just a, I think it's just a keen thing. They don't like me. No. <laughs> it's because uh, our dog walkers here, so there you go. They'll be quiet. They'll be quiet now. Yeah. Okay, carry, carry on. Carry I'll on. let you carry off, Julia, just this Thank once. You. Thank you. Yeah, um, the, dog, the dogs have made appearances over the last 223 episodes on many an occasion, so <laughs> so it's all, it's all good. But yeah, go on. Um, yeah, it's you know it's it's uh, they've come in as shareholders. You know they've taken a, a minority share, um, 
this Peak Six Investments, a Chicago-based firm, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, you know it's more of a strategic partnership. Um, so, which is a lot of you know business jargon. Uh, essentially, you know they're going to offer expertise. You know they're going to exchange expertise with with Fosun. They're going to be able to uh, have like a, a marketable reach in North America, um, which is a, you know a very lucrative and profitable market that they're trying to you know crack into they've been trying to get into for a while and and the quotes from Jeff Shee actually are, are interesting to say you know we've now got a, a global footing in you know in, in in all the major all the major markets by adding the American one into it as well you know they've got Asia the Americas uh you know Europe obviously um so so on that side of things you know it, it's a it's it's essentially a an opportunity for us to, to grow the business um and to, well, I say, more focused to grow the business, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just bring more eyes to um, the new Fosun Sports, which is a. Um, why have I just forgotten the is it, word? Is this like a new subsidiary Su- company? Subsidiary, then? that's the word. I'll, I'll just, I'll just all of a sudden went blank. Yes, yeah, subsidiary <laughs> is the right word. Um, yes, they were, they were a subsidiary of Fosun International. So it's um, you know they've got other ones like Fosun Travel and things like that. It's just, it's the same thing. So. Um, and you know, to give it its its due diligence as well with Foston Sports, and to give it a fair crack, what what it is is, and and this said, this Wolf said this in their statement, and and you know, from what I can tell and from what I've looked into it, this is you know a fair comment mm. that it does show Foston's um, you know long term commitment to sports, but Wolves as well, um, because they are opening a subsidiary that is obviously you know based around sports. Uh, Wolves and the associate uh, businesses with Wolves, like Wolves Records and Wolves Esports, things like that, have all moved into the the uh, Foston Sports uh, branch. Um, so you know they're they're, t- they're taking things seriously. They're growing it, um, and this gives them some reach and some uh, exposure um, in America with a, a company who's uh, you know been there and done it with, oh, with a- America. America, America. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's you know it's growing the Wolves brand overseas, things like that. It, it's it's all to do with 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 that, and and in turn they want that to hopefully attract other uh, strategic partners um, down the line potentially, um, and then sh- prove that the the business and the business model that in, obviously includes Wolves as a club um, is progressing well enough to for investors to invest in um, and, and grow the sports side and the, and the club even bigger as well. So um, it's, a, you know, it's, it's an ambitious move, it's a, it's a big move, but the reality is right now for fans it's not going to have uh, a massive impact, uh, particularly in the short term. You know, it's not going to mean all of a sudden Wolves have got you know, 400, 500 million to spend in January, for example, you know, anything ridiculous like that. It's, um, it doesn't have a, a huge impact straight away. It's, it's all to do with growing the brand, growing the business. And, um, and for me, in, in some ways, and this is just my personal opinion, I think the, fo- the fact that Fosun have opened the Fosun Sports subsidiary uh, company, I think that is potentially bigger news in some ways because they, um, they are taking it very seriously and, uh, and are you know, committed to um, the whole Wolves and sports model, which, as I say, includes the, the fashion brand and the, the record label, the, the esports and, the, and all that as well. So, uh, and esports, just to mention briefly, is, a, is quite a big part of that, which I know fans of, of Wolves aren't initially massively excited about, but in terms of exposure and, uh, and brand awareness, it is a big thing for, for Wolves. Um, and this Peak Six 
own evil geniuses who Wolves have partnered with in July. Uh, they're mm. a big. I mean, I don't honestly, I don't really know much about esports. I'm not really. It's not really my kind of thing. But um, so it's all connected. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's 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 certainly a big move and and, and one that is hopefully is going to be you know a stepping stone to to bigger things as well. Could you see um, Wolves and a lot a lot of a lot a few Premier League clubs have got links or or sister clubs in the MLS uh, such as Man City with the New York Red Bulls? Could you see you know with this partnership just would that? Would that suggest to you, or maybe it's completely, completely, you know, a non-start that Wolves might, might, might team up with a, you know, with a, with an MLS club, maybe, and maybe send players. Obviously, they've got a lot of partnerships with a lot of different clubs in and around Europe. Could this see Wolves maybe linking up? I don't know with a, with, with, a, with the Seattle Sounders or someone on the West Coast, maybe, or anyone in the US to, to maybe send players there in the future, and maybe vice versa. Yeah, I mean, well, at the moment we'll be, you know, speculating, but it wouldn't surprise me. Certainly, as you say, they, you know, they, they've got. Grasshoppers, for example, that they work with, and mm-hmm. they've got other, other, uh, other clubs that they work with closely. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me because it, that that in itself is something that you know potentially benefits Wolves as a club. Um, but again, it's all about you know brand uh, awareness, exposure, uh, expertise, mm. sharing with different companies, things like that. Um, the this US firm, they uh, actually just to confirm it as well, we've we've changed it. Uh, we changed it in our online story now, but originally I made a slight typo error. Um, Shock. I know, I know. Uh, Peak Six formerly owned stakes in Roma, um, Bournemouth, and American hockey franchise Minnesota Wild. Um, they, I think I originally I wrote they do, but they, they, they used to. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got, they've got experience in, in you know, traditional sports as well, if, if that's how you want to describe it. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It certainly wouldn't. You know, Wolves wanted they they had plans to do a, an American preseason, didn't they? I think it was a couple of years ago now. Um, before uh, I forget now off the top of my head whether it was COVID that impacted it, but I think obviously that had a big part to play. Um, you know, so they they were planning to do that. Uh, they were planning to take as much uh, advantage of Raúl Jiménez's massive uh, reach in Mexico, and obviously America in, in plenty of places. America has got a massive. Mexican and sort of Latino uh, community and, and influence, mm-hmm. so um, so they were going to take advantage of that, and I, I suspect they'll probably revisit that as well, um, and that would involve obviously, as I mentioned, going to America. That so they, it all links, you know. They're trying to grow these. You know, they went to Shanghai a few years ago, and you know, they did the Asia Cup. They're trying to link all these different. Uh, Huge markets around the world. And, and well, we were supposed to go a couple of seasons ago. We were all ready to go, and before COVID struck, I was quite happy with our little American trip that was about to be announced. And uh, and hopefully, maybe you know the the, the peaks might be able to to travel hope this season, and maybe you know maybe America could be our, our preseason for for next year. I mean, would, I know it you would, would be you, nice, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, me, Judah, and Keen road oh, trip across America. I mean, unbelievable. You'd love um, to see it. Little cheeky game at the AT&T Stadium in Dallas. 100,000 people there. I mean, I, I don't know much about the American sports, but if you want to take me anywhere to these big events, I'll happily go. If there's beer and food involved, oh, let's, mate, let's I've do got, it, mate. Have I got some contacts for you in America? <laughs> oh, sort me out, son. Let's have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That, that would be incredible. And great for the fans as well. You know, they've kind of been starved of two pre-seasons. I know they kind of... Uh, a smattering got to got to Spain this year, but it's not you know people quite a few people love a little bit of a preseason as well, and you know if they can if you can double it with a holiday to the misses as well now and kind of start selling saying oh, I think we should go to you know when America's opening up now we should, we should go to America next year maybe maybe in between kind of like you know mid July we'll see what it's like I'll, I'll have a look at the, some of the dates oh oh 
Or, or the husband, of course. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, I can't, I can't, I'll get lambasted. Um, and then all of a sudden, oh, I can't believe this. Wolves are playing. Can you believe it? Well, we might as well go. We might as well go to the game, you know. Yeah, oh. might, might as well go and then work, I don't know, a 12, 13 hour shift trying to put <laughs> yeah. together for Oh, mate, you know, I'll tell you what. I know you've done a pre-season. I know you haven't done a pre-season yet, but they are long days, mate. I'm telling you, they are long days. So. Uh, I, 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 you know what? I would happily do as long. I'll do a 24-hour shift. I don't care if you get over uh, there and do that. Because when I was, you know, doing uh, the old Warsaw a couple of years ago, um, the old I, Super Saddlers. What was your what was your, gl- what was your glam pre-season tour? Come on, was it Switzerland? <laughs> was it Austria? No, was it listen, Shanghai? Listen, mate, I'm going to give you. I'm gonna, look, I joined. What I think it was about two months into the season, joined yeah. on the sports desk in, in that season, so I missed the preseason, and I was expecting the following summer yeah. to be to be doing a preseason in oh. Poland. Poland, okay, with Poland. And I was thinking, bad. right, yeah, yeah this, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. It's quite yeah. nice. I've yeah. never been to Poland. Nice little trip. Mm. Obviously, COVID kicked in. Uh, mm. I then spent what six months as a football reporter with no football. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and um, so I've never, I've never, I've never covered a you know a preseason tour away anywhere. I, I just did a a short uh, Warsaw one. Uh, Begins that to? Uh, I think they had Burton Albion away. Was it? I think it's <laughs> something like that. There was, there was there was nothing. Actually, I didn't even do that Burton Albion game. I think I, I think I even missed it. I think I was on holiday for a game or two. Wow. Obviously, as usual. Um, so I would love to do a big preseason somewhere. It'd be, it'd be amazing. Maybe maybe go out there with Royal Caribbean new sponsors. Maybe we'll we'll go on oh, a little, uh, little cruise first. And, now you're uh, talking. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Um, let's have a look. Have we got? Yeah, we've got a little bit of time. We've got a little, we've got a little bit of time before we go into questions. So, um, got a new segment, Liam. It's been it's been a year, but I've got I found a new segment. I found a new segment for you. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, it's called Believe It or Not. Believe It or Not. So I'm going to give you a, a few statements, and then you can come and say believe it or you don't believe, it, and then tell me why. Okay. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Straightforward, mate. I'm ready to go. Okay, here we go. Um, believe it or not, Liam, no Wolves player apart from Raoul will score more than five Premier League goals this season. No Wolves player apart from Raoul will score more than five Premier League goals this season. Nah. nah. Don't, Don't believe, believe it. it. Don't believe it. Okay, go on. I... Uh, you know what? I'm might be changing my mind. No, I think a couple of the, I think Huang, I think a couple of the other wingers will will get will get you know seven, eight, nine, maybe even ten. I think I think we'll get a few. Oh, really? Seven, eight, nine, really ten? Excellent. Yeah, really? I, th- I think I think that I think particularly with a when Bruno starts to make the team his own a bit more, maybe in January. I think Huang particularly, I think we'll get we'll mm-hmm. get a few. Yeah, I mean, he showed his finishing, didn't he, against. Against Newcastle, those were su- those were superb finishes. wasn't wasn't at his best, of course, and and, no. and probably international break didn't help him as well. He was he was a busy boy and, and maybe a little bit burnt out, um, which you know you could kind of, I was kind of surprised to maybe see. Him. I thought maybe Pedence might have started, but we'll see we'll see what happens against Leeds. Um, okay, believe it or not, Liam, if all wingers are fit and Pedro Neto returns, Francisco Trincao is surplus to requirements. <sighs> Um, I don't believe that either. Okay. Um, mainly because I think Bruno is very fond of him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I... <clears throat> God, typical timing. 
I I do think he's you know I think there's some very nice things he glides you know he's very good on the board he's got a nice left foot I do think there are good things about him certainly um, I just think it's going to take him time he's not quite there yet obviously he missed the the Villa game but Newcastle somehow he lasted almost 90 minutes wasn't it came right for right at the end uh, and I think he was dreadful to be honest mm. uh, particularly after missing that big chance um, but I do think there's there you know there's potential the potential there and also I think with Neto back in maybe one or two signings I think we could see Bruno start to change the formation as well and that might see Huang playing up top with with him and Ez with two wingers as well if it was a, I don't know four four two for example um, so that would you know leave space for for Trinkau to still be there so uh, yeah I, I don't think so I think he'll I think certainly he'll be around for the season. Um, I, I think Bruno likes it. If he does well, there could be further than that. I'll tell you what I've got to mention. Actually, I'll mention it very quickly afterwards. And if we have to cut a couple of questions off, we do. Because I forgot to... I don't think we discussed it on the podcast, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for now. OK, uh, believe it or not, Liam, um, Nelson Semedo should start looking over his shoulder. I don't I ble- mean like physically in a, literally <laughs> in, a, in a match, but I'm talking Are you threatening about, him? I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> Oi, Nelson. In, someone's, someone's outside Moon Nightclub, mate. And, uh, you know, you've got to be very careful in those alleyways outside Tesco. Um, you know, um, with, with Kijana Key, Key, Hoover, is looking to, looking to obviously try and make an impact in this team. Hasn't done too much wrong. It, you know, should, should he be starting to, to, to pick up a little bit? Or do you think he's absolutely nailed on starter throughout the season? Uh, I think right now he is still an Eldon starter, but mm-hmm. I, I, I actually I believe that. I do. I think uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, I don't dislike Samedo at all. I actually think he's a good player. Uh, I know a couple of people are you know, up in the air about him. Um, I was a bit surprised you know, with the player ratings, particularly against Villa, that a few people thought Samedo had a really good game. And I, For me, it was, all very, um, it was all very backwards from him. I thought he uh, a couple of times didn't get beyond target like he should have been. Uh, a couple of times he got into you know a decent forward area with the ball, didn't put a cross in, didn't you know make a forward pass, turned around, passed it backwards. Um, so I think I don't think he's making enough of his attacking talents really. Uh, I thought he, I think he's been decent defensively actually, um, which I think has been a, a bit of a criticism of him. But I think he's actually he's not been, been okay. rash defending that box. No, he hasn't. There were a few shockers last year where yeah, he just right. hacked people from behind. You think what are you doing? Just don't make the tackle. You know exactly. But he's yeah. definitely been a bit more defensively sound, hasn't he? This yeah, year? I think he's been a bit more intelligent in that sense. So definitely, yeah. Um, but with with Hover, he's he's coming for the cup games, and I think he's had some very good games. I think he mm. played really well against Spurs. Uh, in that cup game, um, he's looked very good going forward as well, um, which was maybe a little bit of a surprise because he's a bit of a, you know, wing back slash centre back sort of signing when he came in. Um, he, he was more, he, he was always thought of as more as a, of a defensive minded uh, wing back certainly. Um, so I think he's actually looked, he's, he's looked good, and um, I do think he can force his way in. I just don't think it's going to happen right now. I think you know, Bruno's got his. Defence at the moment, I don't think it's going to change. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, believe it or not, Liam, um, Wolves are, Wolves are tenth and in the top ten and still not playing particularly well. I believe it because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a fact. They are tenth and they're not playing particularly well. Uh, but I will add this. You know, you made a very good point. First time for everything. Um, <laughs> when he said I think it was around the it might have been I think around the Brentford game possibly something like that 
Um, Wolves were one win in five with the Watford win after the Brentford game. They're now four wins in five, including the Watford win and the Brentford loss. Mm. Uh, so you see how things, you know, the the outlook all changes with a few with a few victories. Um, and when they're playing well and losing a lot of the first three games, um, but then lose sorry playing badly and still losing like they did against Brentford, that's a concern. Um, they've managed to upend that a little bit in the sense that they haven't they haven't really hit their heights against Southampton, Newcastle, or Villa. Granted, the first two were pretty poor sides. Um, but they've still managed to grind out victories. So I think knowing that there's a lot more to come um, from this team, I think, and particularly maybe with a, a formation change and a personnel change at some point, uh, can can only be a good thing. Um, but yes, I believe it because it's a fact. They're not, okay. they're, not, they're, not, they're not playing great. <laughs> last two then, last two. Um, Liam, believe it or not, Wolves are two points off the Europa League and three points off the Champions League. Uh, believe it or not, Liam, Wolves have a decent chance from nowhere to be playing at least in the Conf- Europa Conference League next season. Decent would be a way, would be a way to describe it. Do I, do I think they'll do it? Probably not. Um, but decent is, yeah, believe it. Decent's a, a good way to describe it. You know, when they've made this kind of start, um, they've shown a little bit of bottle to come back from some difficult situations. Obviously, coming back from losing those first three games, as we, as we said. Um, I think there are definitely good omens. It papers over the cracks slightly because, as I say, they've not been great, but um, there are good omens, certainly. So uh, there's, they, yeah, there's no reason why they can't. Uh, I think the squad is certainly talented enough to do that. You look at you know, the, the Spurs squad, West Ham squad, these kind of teams in and around it, Everton maybe. Um, I don't think Wolves are far off, genuinely. The squad's a bit small, obviously, but I don't think they're massively far off. Last one, Liam, last one. Believe it or not, in 2022, Wolverhampton Wanderers will see Sven Botman playing at Molyneux. <laughs> um, in 2022, so you've got you've got you've got a year. You've you've, got you've, back you've end of this season. Me. You've got next season. Uh, you reminded me. I need to check whether he's injured or not because I noticed he wasn't in the squad for the Lille Champions League game uh, last night. Um, I'm going to go believe it because they've obviously got interest in him they tried to sign him he fits the model of a player that Foson liked to sign you know, I think he's 21 is he off the top of my head he said um, he was ready to come as well which is always a yeah. big thing yeah he, 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 want, he wanted the move yeah exactly um, so yeah I'm going to go with that. I think it's uh, it's a player I can see them revisiting because of obviously he wanted it and it just it fits the the model of a of a Foson signing. What did you think of Believe It or Not segment? Do you like it, Liam? Is it, one, uh, one, is it a keeper? I tell you what, you're, you're earning your hundred k a year. Now. Oh, mate, you really I tell are. you, thank you very much. I, pre- I appreciate <laughs> it. You know, it helps those those plane upgrades to Vegas. You you know what they say, mate. You know what they say. No, it's, it's the you know when you go right, Judah goes left. That's what that's that's what they say. That's what they <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, it's well known saying. Believe it or not, and uh, hit miss or mare and good, the bad, and the ugly, mate. Th- those are paying for those upgrades. They're paying for those upgrades. <laughs> I tell you what, if you get if you if we head off to Texas on a preseason tour and you get me a a, a plane upgrade, you know, oh mate, I saw you had some plane upgrades. Any, no problem, anything mate. anything you want is yours after that. If we if we if we fly Virgin, mate, we're sorted. Very ironic, but yeah, if, if we do fly Virgin, <laughs> whoa, whoa, it, would whoa, be, whoa, it would be it would be literally literally would be we'd be fine dining, mate. Don't don't you worry. Perfect. Um, it brings me on to and before I know you've got to get off to a press conference, so we've got we've got about twenty minutes here. Now we've got fifteen minutes, have we? 
We're going to be a little bit tight for time. We're okay. I just want to. All good, mate. Just, all good. I just want to. I just want to like, talk to you very quickly, or maybe just a minute, um, which made me think about Botman. Renato Sanchez. Now we were told about this and told about you know the, the failed medical and the situation with Zoom, etc., and that he's going to be out for for months and months, and and that's why the deal didn't happen. Then all of a sudden we see Renato Sanchez running around the pitch, absolutely fantastic in the last month or so. What's gone on there? Yeah, you can understand why some fans are quite kind of frustrated on that it's because a one, you know isn't we it? Were, they they obviously put that out. You know, Wolves have put that out themselves. You know, they've been very open and honest, and then all of a sudden. He's he's playing he's playing football again, so it doesn't look great, does it? it doesn't look great for the for um, for Wolves and and you know and and the communication with the fans. No, I I would. I'm sure they're surprised Wolves as well. Yeah, but I was about to is, say that. Yeah, you know, I, this is a Zoom medical that they did, and and they've obviously just discussed with them. So this has kind of come out of the blue, but frustrating nonetheless. Certainly, certainly is frustrating. I think. Um, as far as I'm aware, um, you know, people are speaking to around that deal at the time and everything as well, um, is that that was the case, certainly. And, and you know, players can come back from injury quicker um, because, it, you know, he had the, the issue and he was meant to be back within a month or so. And then it was the additional time on top of that. Um, so it seems that he's come back in the time frame of the, the initial injury rather than the what was on top, what was suspected to be on top from the medical. So um, it's whether there's been, uh, you know, it's speculation, but it's whether there's been a, a mistake in the medical, something missed, or whether he's just been able to recover quicker than, than planned, or whether there was something going on on the other player or legal side of things to say, you know, um, I don't want to accuse them of anything, of course, but, you know, perhaps not being quite as open as uh, as we thought. Um yeah, it's, it's a strange one. It, 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 order, it, it, order. Lille versus Liam Keane. Sport of arbitration. Liam Keane, how do you plead? I can't lie, you just scared me then with that. I was not prepared for that banging then. Um, I, was, I was sat back in the chair, nice and relaxed. There's, been a, there's a lot of strange noise in this podcast, mate. You've got the dogs, you've got me banging the desk, you've got some sort of uh, generator sound you know, next to you as well, so that it goes on and off, so you know, apologise. But you know, we're doing our best, we're doing yeah. our best. Some weird high-pitched squeal that sort yeah. of comes from your mouth. It's, yeah. a bit, um... it's true, it's true. We've been doing that for six and a half years, and, and then people are still tuning in. Well, at least two of us anyway, both, so... of our, both of our mothers. Um, <laughs> shall, we, um, shall we go on some questions then? Do it, let's go. Okay, here we go. Quick, these, these have got to be quick answers then, Liam. And you've got, you've, we've got five or six minutes for these. Uh, Reggie, that's a motorbike the way outside as well. It's, we're all, we're, all, we're in, the, in the open open air here. Uh, Reggie says, um, he thinks, uh, was, was Adama played in the right position um, against Villa? He's at his best picking up the ball deep and running. And uh, likewise on the wing up front, he seemed isolated at times with Huang. Yeah, he was definitely uh, isolated. I think he was trying to push wide as well, which is obviously his preferred position and it was what, leaving what a run in the first half though I mean oh wow, what a oh, goal that would have been oh. holy moly mm. um, he definitely is better picking the ball up deep with with space uh, it yeah. doesn't always doesn't always get it but he well, when he gets that he makes things happen I, I totally agree um, I also like particularly when Raul's playing him hugging the touchline and getting to the byline to whip a crossing um, that creates chances for Raul so um, yeah that, that's where he's best, best suited um, I think either wing um, with Huang coming in, he's been moved more to the right. Potentially Leeds, we might see him on the other side if Pedence comes in. But yeah, we'll see. Dan Barnett, serious question. What activity do you think is likely in January? I think they've got no choice but to, to add to the squad, haven't they? It's not big enough. Um, and Bruno's made it very, very clear that he wants signings, uh, particularly when you put the 
African Cup of Nations mm. situation into it as well with the centre-backs. Um, they're either going to have to recall some loans uh, to beef the squad out, which they may do anyway and, and still make signings, or you know they're going to have to make some signings. They need, they need players. Kilman, Kilman and, um, and Botman in a back four. <laughs> well, it could, be, it could be happening. Yeah, yeah, never know, never know. Um, Jordan says, surely it's time for Ryan Nori to be starting. Nothing against Marcel, just think he'd offer more offensively. Uh, he definitely would offer more offensively. Um, I would, I'm very close to, to agreeing with that. Um, the, I think he has to be careful with the kind of game you put him in because sure. um, it's got to be the, the right kind of game where Wolves are going to have more of the ball and dominate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's the other way around and he's being forced back, it's not going to happen. Not sure Leeds are necessarily the right one away from home. Leeds are struggling. But, yeah, you know, I, d- I did a team with him in thinking that that's what I would do, but I think that I'm, I'd be very surprised if it's yeah. not Marcel at Leeds. Um, I think you know. so. Especially with, with Mr. Rafinha back. Um, okay, Scott Clark says, um, is Jose Sarr a better looking upgrade for, uh, than Rui? What, better looking as in he's, he's better looking? Well, he's got better looking, but I think he just means, you know, is, is, he, a better, <laughs> is, he, is he an upgrade to Rui? He's got a great beard. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I, think they, I think he's better in certain aspects and Rui's probably better, better in others. Um, for the money, you know, Wolves obviously made profit on how much they sold uh, him for and how much they paid for for Saar. Um so because of that and he's been pretty solid I'm going to go with I'm going to go with yes as an overall package in terms of the business as well mm. uh, James Marnie says if Wolves hosted a Halloween party this year and if you were both invited what would you go as by the way there'll be a spooktacular episode of the uh, Wolves podcast <laughs> uh, next week as you know Halloween is my favourite time of the year um, so uh, we will be very spooky next week but yeah just, uh, what would you go as Liam if you got um, a Halloween party uh, I think it's pretty easy, actually. Go on. Uh, I'd go with Dean Saunders. Dean Saunders. Dean Saunders. That will frighten <laughs> everyone. Good answer. Scare every single oh, person there. Oh, good God. Um, I can't remember who asked us this question, but it was a bit strange. You know, when when this, the score never scores his goal and everybody's going mental and the bench are going mental and the players are going mental and the fans are going mental, mm. what's, what's Bruno doing? I know. It's funny, isn't it? That, that He's little... like... Looking up, like is he looking? Is he looking at the scoreboard to see how much time's left because he doesn't want to get too, you know? But I mean, there was no emotion. It was very strange. Yeah. Was he looking up at, at the director's box? Um, was he looking up at maybe one of his analysts or his brother? It was, it was a very strange one. Maybe yeah. you might, maybe you might get um, asked or you might ask him on on, on Friday at the press conference because you know you've just. You've beaten your local rivals. You scored three goals in in, in you know twelve thirteen minutes, and uh, you've just gone three two of them two 0 behind. There was no emotion whatsoever. Yeah, I think from the angle, I mean, obviously during the game, I wasn't I, I wasn't looking over there. I was looking at uh, well my keyboard first of all, but also looking at Neves running towards the away end. But um, so I didn't, didn't see it in real time. But from the angle you see from the video, and obviously the angle of where I am in the press box. Um, it doesn't look like he's looking at the scoreboard because the scoreboard was to my left and the dugout was to my right. He looks like he's looking behind him, mm-hmm. so I don't think he's looking at that. Um, if I'm honest, I, I, don't, just, I, don't, I mean I've I've been there, Bruno. I mean he thinks he's left the cooker on, hasn't he? <laughs> he's like, I've left, left, oh, left, oh, left that, that candle on in the living room. <laughs> that chicken's marinated. She told me to turn, blow it out, and I haven't blown it out. <laughs> no, I think um, I, I, I say this because of the way he answered the questions afterwards, and he used the word. Uh, I'm not an emo- emotional guy. I think he just, you know, I think he tries to stay very calm in those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a case of just, you know, letting everyone else do do their thing, celebrating. He's going to be the one to 
particularly there was you know there was still a few seconds to play after I know it was not not long but after kick off again um, you, know, you never know what's going to happen so I think it was a case of um, waiting till full time before he's given any any sort of emotion um, and he, he did you know he walked over to the away and gave it a bit you know he, but he uh, I think it was a case of just being cool calm and collected I think he likes he likes to be that kind of figure I think. Um. Just talking about leaving the cooker on and forgetting something. Did you know they're remaking Home Alone? It's an absolute disgrace. I saw the, um, oh, the trailer. Mate, it looks what's terrible. What's going isn't it? on? Leave it. To, I'm absolutely disgusted. And they've they've got that Irish comedian, that woman, but she's putting an English accent on. I don't know oh, why. It's, I, don't know, I don't know why it's annoying me because just just let her have the Irish accent. It um, doesn't I, matter. No, just don't let her have any accent because you shouldn't anyone be. You shouldn't be remaking a film, classic. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't like the ho- I don't like the name they've given it as well, isn't it? Like Home Sweet Home Alone or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like refusing that. to watch. It's an absolute disgrace. It's, absolute it's, disgrace. It looks terrible. Uh, Wolfpack says, um, any injury updates on Neto or Bruno Jordao or Johnny Otto? Yeah, still it's, it's straight, still working on that because obviously with uh, well, Johnny is pretty straightforward. He's as far as we know, he's still on on task, and it'll be sort of the new year. Mm. Um, with Pedro, I'm going to be asking again tomorrow as well. He was obviously meant to be seeing this specialist this month, um, and have, we have been have been asking Bruno, but it's not been getting anywhere with it so far. Um, Jordal, last I checked, was about a week ago, I think it was maybe two, um, was that he still wasn't on the grass yet, so still still a little, little way off. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit up in the air at the moment, I think. Um, but Neto is the important one, so we'll uh, I'll uh, I'll put a pin in that one and come back to it. It's Leeds United, it's Wolverhampton Wanderers. We are away from home. First of all, Liam, got to pick a winner from their questions. What question did you like from their, all those? Uh, partially for the prize. partially prize. for the question, partially, partially because my answer was obviously excellent, uh, yeah. would be the Halloween party one. Oh, the Halloween party. Uh, that was... Da, 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 da. James Marnie. Did James Marnie just give us a little tweet and um, I'll send a, a little programme across to you. Uh, when, Good when work, you James. That. Good. Well done, James. Um, right, yeah, Leeds, looking forward to it, mate. Uh, bigger way day. Look, Leeds struggling at the bottom end of the table, but I think that everybody thinks that they may be in a pretty false position. They've had a, they've had a few injuries. I don't think Bamford's available. Is he lean to? I'm pretty sure he's not, but Rafinha is back. Um, look, they're going to have to play better than they did against Villa, which sounds f- strange, but I think everybody is in agreement those first 18 minutes. If they turn up like that, they're probably going to get beat. Leeds obviously desperately looking at, looking and seeking for a win, but you know, a, a team that's fragile at this moment in time, and if they can get you know ahead in this game and quiet the crowd down, then this this would be great. And of course, you know, they, they got up, they 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 took all three points last season, so. So another big game, and if they can, you know, carry on this this excellent run of of, of winning games, is fantastic. Especially when they're not drawing, you know, that's when you can you can really move up the table quickly. If you're just winning games, okay, you might lose the odd one, but if you you know if you avoid the draws and, and keep on getting those three points, that's great. I'd rather win and lose than than you know a couple of draws. That's, that's obviously that's that's the that's the case. Two points rather than a rather than three, but. You know, if they can get if they can get another win on the road here, that's going to give them massive confidence going forward. Yeah, you'd imagine so. You think that the Villa comeback would give them massive confidence as well, and mm. they seem they seem pretty together. You know, it seems like a good atmosphere among the uh, among the group. Um, and looking at the Leeds game, I think for me, whether it's what I would do or not, I think I don't think you can see Bruno changing it from. The five at the back again, certainly no. Pro- probably the same. The same. I think Bolly, uh, so, so we, we've kind of discussed that. We've kind of discussed from the on the fact that we'll, we'll probably give Marcel one more game, especially away from home, and he played. He actually played last season at Leeds. Um, so you'll give Bolly that. 
Uh, sorry, but Bolly, my, my uh, apologies. And um, you'll give Marcel that. But could you see Bolly coming into the into that back three? You think that he's going to keep with Saiz? I think he will. I think he will. Okay. You know, I asked him about that, and he said, you know, he 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 has got to bide his time. He's got to he's got to wait. Um, I think it actually came out today that that story. So Q um, Bolly coming in today. Yeah, well, the but, thing is, know, it, it could happen at any point. But it yeah. is it is it is right, really that. Um, that Bruno says that because although I think Sice has had a couple iffy halves maybe mm-hmm. here and there I think Watford first half away was pretty poor there was another yeah. one off the top of my head I think Brentford uh, I think overall he's actually recovered quite well in games and I think mm-hmm. he actually you know he, he he was a bit too lightweight for the the um, the first goal at Villa let him begin sort of bully him and put mm-hmm. the ball in um, mm-hmm. but I do think he's actually done okay he's recovered is the way I'd describe it so um I, I can see him sticking with that. I think you know Saul being goal again. I can see him sticking with the same back three and wing backs, uh, so that 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 five. Um, and I think we'll go back to. I think we'll go back to the three, uh, four three again. So I think mm-hmm. we'll have the. Um, I think probably Moutinho and Neves would, would okay. be my guess. Then Duncan, the one misses out. Yeah, I think so. I think he, I think you can see he's a big fan of Moutinho, and obviously Neves is his class is obvious. Um, and, and if then, you are protecting a lead, he's, he's, he's obviously the first man on you yeah, see, you know, to yeah. probably, probably to replace Moutinho, you'd have thought, yeah, know, exactly. 20 minutes left or something, yeah. And then the front three is interesting. I think you'd mm. be shocked if Raul doesn't come in. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that's, that's, that's fairly sure. obvious. Yeah. Um, for me, this is what I would play. Mm-hmm. I would play Raul, I'd play Adam on the left, I'd play Daniel Pedence on the right. Yeah. Um, I think... Some people say Pedence's best work is... Come when he's when he's come on. Do you agree with that, Liam? Or uh, that probably, yeah, probably so far because I think I forget the game he started. I think it might have been the Spurs Cup game, possibly. And I thought he was pretty poor actually first mm. half. Um, so yeah, he probably has that. Probably is right. Um, but I think the balance it's going to give Wolves playing those two away from home. Troy gives you the counter attacking option. Podence gives you the option when you when you're on the ball um, and. When you can get him in possession in those attacking areas, uh, he's a threat. He, he makes, he creates opportunities, and he and he's got a good finish on him as well. So, um, I think for the balance, that's how I would play it. Um, I think Huang unlucky, Huang unlucky. Uh, I don't think he played well against Villa, but I think he probably he looked a little bit tired. You mentioned the international break, obviously with South Korea as well. Uh, he looked a bit knackered to me at Villa. Um, so I would potentially give him a rest, and I'll be. I think Bruno likes Trincao. And he could bring, put him straight back in, but I would be, I'd be disappointed if, if he went back in because I, I think he's dropped slightly down the pecking order just on on form at the moment purely. Um, so I, I, I can't see him coming in. Surely, that, that's the front three I'd play anyway. Yeah. Um, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? How do you how do you win the game? How do you go and beat them? I think you. I think you beat them by going after them because I think they're really they're obviously playing poorly uh, and they're low on confidence. They've got some terrible results. I mean, losing one 0 away at Southampton is a really poor result. Mm. Um, their only win this season is beating Watford. So uh, I think you go after them. I do. I think you. I think you hit them um, probably on the break slightly, but try and get hold of the ball in in um, in like neutral positions as well uh, yeah. to, to to release a, a pedence, for example. So. Um, yeah, I think you go, I think you go after them. I think you go there. You go there with the confidence, knowing that the squad is good enough to beat them. And you mentioned their injuries. You know, they've got uh, Bamford has been injured. Uh, I mean, obviously, we don't know at the moment whether any of these will come back in. I think their press conference is today at about one o'clock. So mm-hmm. anytime now. But um, 
Bamford at the moment has been injured. Calvin Phillips has been injured. That junior Furpo, that left back, has been injured. Um, I think they've got issues in midfield as well, outside of Phillips. They've got, they've got a few issues. Uh, you mentioned Rafinha coming back in. That's a big one for them. I think he's a very good player. Um, that's going to be the big test for me. Rafinha versus Marcel, I, I think, is yeah. going to be... Um, that, that's going to be, for me, where the game is won or lost. If Marcel can keep Rafinha quiet and, and you know, maybe, let's say, the, the likes of Bamford aren't playing and stuff, I fully expect Wolves to, to go there and get a result. Because, I mean, the, like you say, if he does go with that front three, oh, Huang, you know, and, and Traore, I think is pretty much good to start. So, but Traore and, and, and Jimenez and then one of Huang or, or Pedenta, that's an exciting front three. They can score goals. Definitely, definitely. I will dub it the Battle of the Brazilians, as you say there, with uh, Marcel and uh, and Rafinha. Uh, I totally, I totally agree. By the way, I think yeah, I think he's a very good player, Rafinha. That that will be the uh, the marker for the marker for the game. They've got other decent players like you know Dan James is quick, but I think he flats as a receiver. I'm honest. Yeah. Um, Harrison's a decent player. Mm. Uh, the, Rodrigo has been playing up top with Banford not there. Um, I think he's. He's okay, but I think he flats the deceive a little yeah. bit. So they, 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 you know, they're dangerous enough players. It's not, not going to be easy, certainly. I'm giving you the um, I'm giving you the reins back for the competition for the prediction, mate. You've got it back. You've got it back for two games. Don't let me down. Wolf shirt and offer retweet any of myself or Liam's tweets, and you're in with a chance to win that shirt. Uh, so Liam, give me a prediction, please. Leeds United one. Ooh. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Two. Oh, love it, love it, love it, baby. Love it. That would be, I'd be buzzing. Buzzing into Otley Run, doing the Otley Run. Do you know what the Otley Run is, mate? Pub to pub to pub to pub. Yeah, I think I have Back in the uni days. Oh, mate, brilliant. Absolutely good, good, good times, good times. Um, I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers one leads one. And I'm going to say that. Of course you would. It's a terrible result, but I'm going to say his first draw of the season. Um, I'm going to say Raul Jimenez penalty. We haven't had a penalty yet this year. Fancy a penalty. Um, and I think Dan James will be booked for diving um, <laughs> we shall see okay right mate get off you know you've got work to do um, I'll get this out Thursday afternoon uh, look everyone we'll see you all at Leeds um, thanks for listening I know there's been a few little different uh, noises and, and weird stuff in this podcast but hopefully it's been fine uh, from me for Liam we'll see you Saturday take care bye bye